Welcome to Hospitality Forward, a podcast with the listeners in more than 100 countries. My name is Hana Lee. I am president and founder of Hana Lee Communications, an award-winning global PR agency specialized in hospitality and travel. And I'm Michael Anstendig, editor-in-chief of Hana Lee Communications, an award-winning co-author of the Japanese Hour of the Cocktail, and the food and beverage writer. Helping the community has always been part of our agency's mission. We understand that a lot of business owners, bartenders, chefs, sommeliers, and others might not have the resources to hire a PR agency. So we created our podcast so that our listeners can get to know leading reporters and writers and start building relationships. Each week, our media guests from around the globe share their practical advice on how hospitality and travel professionals can be spotlighted in their stories. In fact, one of our loyal listeners got featured in the New York Times after listening to our podcast and following our media guests' tips. So, you could be next. Also, please send your favorite pitching tips from the episode to hello at hanaleecommunications.com for a chance to win a copy of our agency's book, The Japanese Art of the Cocktail. And now, moving on to the show. In this episode, we're excited to chat with Melita Kiley, editor of The Spirits Business, the world's only trade magazine dedicated to spirits. A journalist with a decade of experience, Melita covers all spirits categories, the global on-premise scene, non-alcoholic spirits, as well as spirit-specific tonic waters and mixers. Melita is also chair of the Global Spirits Masters Competitions, an internationally recognized blind tasting series. Hi, Melita. Welcome to the show. So great to see you. Angie, thank you very much for having me. After all those years of exchanging emails and, and so many phone calls, so great to meet you here. I know. Likewise. Yeah. It's about, it's about time. Yes, 100%. So can you tell us how you got into journalism and was there a eureka moment when you decided to devote yourself to covering spirits? I first started in journalism back at university. Um, I was studying at Kent University um, in Canterbury and I, a friend of mine joined the uni newspaper there and I had always enjoyed English and reading and writing. Um, so I thought I'll give it a go as well. And I was toying between journalism and teaching and decided that journalism was what I really loved and I really enjoyed it. So once I had graduated, I did my journalism course in Brighton. Um, and then I first started in newspapers. So I started the daily newspaper in Brighton, but I was interested in getting into magazine journalism, getting out of newspapers. And one of my work experience placements when I first qualified was actually at the Spirits Business magazine. So when a position became available, they got in touch and asked if I'd be interested in interviewing. Um, and I jumped at the opportunity. And that was how I, I landed in the world of spirits. Um, and I just loved it ever since, really. It's kept me interested. It's kept me challenged. And I just haven't really looked back ever since. I mean, you really are a triple threat. I mean, you've worked in newspapers, print magazines, 
digital publications. And, you know, you've become a remarkable expert across the vastness of the spirits world. And it's very many categories. So how did you go about doing that? I just threw myself into it, I suppose. Um, I, I came into it knowing nothing about the spirits world. My experience of drinks had been at university bars and, you know, pre-drinking with my friends. And that was what I knew. Um, and so I really started from the bottom, just building my knowledge. But the great thing about our industry is that people are so willing to share what they know. And I really feel like there's so much information out there, so many talented people, so many creative people. And it really was just a case through my reporting, through interviewing people, through speaking to them, through going to tastings, visiting distilleries, visiting bars, speaking to bartenders. All of that really shaped my knowledge and helped me learn. And I feel like I still have a, an awful lot to learn, um, which is what I enjoy. And that was really how I did it, just through connections and through speaking to people. So you've been the editor of the Spirits business since, I believe, January 2020. So tell us about the publication and what makes it so unique. Yes, so we are the world's only magazine, trade magazine, that is dedicated entirely to the spirits industry. Um, so we, we cover spirits in all markets of all styles, everything from your whiskies to your gins to vodka to Aquavit to Baiju to all of it. Um, and we also heavily cover the hospitality industry from the bar perspective as well. Uh, we have a print magazine. We have a website that we update daily. We do a daily newsletter to keep our readers informed. And it's really just you know, trying to report for the trade, thinking about what does the trade need to know, what's important to them, what are the trends, what are the challenges, what are the issues, and just trying to make sure that we're at the forefront of that reporting. Tell us about the readership of the spirits business and how would you say it breaks out between UK readers and readers from other parts of the world? So our biggest audience actually is in the US and then followed by the UK. And we really have a mix of readers from bartenders to distributors and importers to retailers. It really is a diverse audience. Um, we are specifically targeted towards the trade. The magazine is very trade focused. Um, but I think the website by the nature of the web does have a a slight consumer influence as well, I would say, but we are very much dedicated to the trade. And I think that is our biggest readership because of that. As an editor of this trade publication, so what does your typical day look like? So the first thing that we will do, um, and when I say we, I mean my, my team and I, is we will look for the biggest stories of the day. Um, so we will be looking through our inboxes at press releases that are landing. We will be looking at recent interviews that we have done. We will be looking across the newswires, across social media to make sure we have the strongest stories of the day. And then it's a case of getting them written, getting them ready, getting them published on our website, doing all the social media, preparing our newsletter to make sure that's sent out to our readers by around kind of one o'clock in the afternoon. 
And then from there, it's kind of turning our attention to the magazine side of things. So the features, the bulletin stories that we do. And then, of course, you get into press week when it's kind of all a bit manic and all hands on deck, um, finalising the magazine and finalising the front cover and all those sorts of things, which is um, a lot of pressure, but it's good fun as well. And it's nice to see the finished product when it comes out at the end of all that. Seems like you have a jam-packed day. Definitely, yeah. There's four of us full-time in-house. So between all of us, we're covering the website, the newsletter, the social media, the magazine. Um, we have um, a brilliant pool of freelancers who we, we also use to help on the magazine side of things. But yes, there is, there is an awful lot between the four of us. Can you tell us about the various sections of the spirits business? Uh, we have, at the beginning, is kind of our more business-focused section, I would say. So you have the business news pages where we will publish the most up-to-date and biggest stories of the month, um, which could range from financial results to lawsuits to, you know, people moving companies, getting promotions, moving into new positions, that sort of thing. Um, we then also cover bulletin stories covering everything from new product launches to marketing campaigns, the travel retail sector as well. There's lots going on in duty free to keep us busy. And then we move into the bigger features and interviews that we do. So we have a main big interview feature that we'll be speaking to perhaps a CEO or a managing director or a founder of a, a leading spirits company or brand. Um, and then we cover the various different categories in depth from month to month. So one month we might be covering tequila and vodka in depth. Um, and then the next month we might be doing gin and cognac. And then we have our back bar section of the magazine, which is where we look at everything on trade focused. So we will do in-depth interviews with bartenders. We will cover everything from, again, financial results to new bar openings to new cocktail menus. Um, and again, cocktail features. We, we look at, you know, what do we see that's interesting? What is challenging the industry? Why is that happening as well? So it's not just necessarily giving the figures and the stats to the trade. We really try and dig a bit deeper and look for the reasons behind these trends that we're seeing and why they're happening. What kinds of stories typically get most read? It really differs, to be honest. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. You, you'll have the brands that will draw the readers in, such as your Ardbeg. Um, that's one that we know will always do very well. Uh, Johnny Walker, we know will do very well. McAllen, those kind of big brands. Anything tequila related at the moment does very, very well. People are very interested in tequila. Um, and interviews as well, I think do very well. You know, I particularly enjoy writing them and I think people enjoy reading them to get more of the person behind some of these brands and products. And I think just getting a little bit of personality in there and finding out a bit more about the people who are behind the brands and the products that that we all love. Well, speaking of interviews, uh, we were very much fascinated by your chat with Lenny Kravitz and his new Sotol uh, Nocha Luna. Yes. And we were, we were very impressed by the fact that he said making music 
is very akin to making spirits. It's just a, a different discipline, a different creative pursuits. So how did this interview come about and how do you choose who to feature in your big interviews? So when that press release landed, um, I was very excited to see uh, a name like Lenny Kravitz land at the top of my inbox. Um, so I basically chased up the PR who had sent it and said, I would love to interview Lenny. Is this possible? And amazingly, they said, yes, we'd love to do it. We can, you know, arrange 20, 25 minutes with him. So I very nervously hopped on a Zoom call and he, he was brilliant. And it was just, it was a really fun conversation just to find out, um, about how he had discovered Sotol because it's not a very well known spirit. So, you know, you see a lot of celebrities getting into other Mexican spirits like your tequila and your mezcal, but Sotol was a really interesting choice in Mexican spirit to go for. Um, and with, with the big interviews, I, my aim with that is to find the people who are doing some very interesting things in spirits and are very high up in the chain of command, so to speak. And then in, in other um, parts of the big interview, I'm looking to speak to brands that are a lot more established and um, speaking to people who are at the top of these brands and the top of these companies and learning about their careers. How did they get there? How did they get interested in the spirits world? Um, you know, there are so many challenges and issues facing the industry. How are they specifically working to overcome those? What's exciting for them? So what is, what's your typical lead time for a feature story? So between the website and the magazine, it will differ. So for the magazine, we have a set features list, which is available on the homepage of our website. And that will basically tell people what features we'll be working on month to month. So a few of those features, we'll start working on them as early as six weeks before we go to print. Kind of the latest we'll start on them is four weeks before we go to print with an idea to have them ready a week before the magazine is published. Um, with the website for any longer features or interviews that we do, the turnaround can be much quicker. Um, it can be as quick as we, you know, we do the feature on, we do the interview on the Monday afternoon and it can be published for Tuesday's newsletter. So that's with the website, you have the ability to move a lot quicker and to, to get things online. But with the magazine, it's probably six to four weeks. Speaking of technology, we saw that, uh, you covered uh, the chat GPT creating the world's quote unquote best cocktail recipe, the heavenly sipper, which actually uh, sounds pretty tasty. So should mixologists and bartenders be worried? Um, oh, you might have to ask them. Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a fun experiment to see what something like chat GPT can do. Um, in terms of creating a cocktail, but I think our industry is so talented. There's so much creativity and it's not just from one person or one bartender. You know, it's, there's so much collaboration that goes on. 
um these days there are so many bar takeovers and exchanging of knowledge and that there's just so much that cannot be done through an ai piece of technology it's just it's just impossible so i don't think they have to worry <laughs> yeah there's nothing that can compare with our wonderful mixologists and bartenders around the globe. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, in terms of coming up with something stunningly original, I, I think a, a bot would be very hard-pressed. <laughs> exactly. And so much of it is, you know, so much of a good cocktail as well is part of the experience, you know, how that bartender makes you feel when that you're in their venue and the hospitality that actually goes into creating that drink. It's all It's all part and parcel of what makes makes your favorite bar or your favorite cocktail, I think. Exactly. And it's like an emotional connection between you and your bartender who is creating the cocktail and serving it to you. So, yeah, AI cannot even get close. No. <laughs> In the coming months, what story will you be working on where our listeners can be part of? There's a few. Well, I mean, there's so much that we, we will be working on. Um, a few things that come to mind. I am working on a piece looking at South Korea as a region. So I'll be looking for, um, comments and insights into what's happening there across the spirits world. Um, I think it's a real up and coming part of the world. So I'm really interested to get stuck into that. Um, we are also looking at brandy. Um, what's happening with brandy. I think there's quite a few exciting new brands coming to market that are trying to shake things up a bit and offer something quite new. Um, I'm also keen to dive into cocktails and coffee a bit more, not just from a flavor perspective, but to see how more general coffee culture is influencing what bartenders are doing with coffee because it's such, it's such a popular flavor at the moment. So I'm quite interested to see to see what different parts of the world are doing in relation to their coffee culture. Um gosh, we have we have so much. Um what else do we have? We'll we'll be looking at various other regions as well. Um we do a global bar report a bit later in the year towards autumn. So for that we'll be looking at different regions, you know, looking at Europe kind of more generally, what's happening there, what are different bars and cities doing. Do you have editorial calendar that our listeners can have access to, to see what you guys are planning for the remaining year? Yes, we do. So on the homepage of our website, um, so if you go to thespiritsbusiness.com, um, at the very bottom on the far right, you will see features list. And that has a breakdown of the features that we'll be working on from month to month. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely find some more information there. So given all those topics that you are covering, I mean, we can imagine that you get so many pitches a day. So, like, how many email pitches do you normally get? And also, is there any advice that you can give our listeners to grab your attention? And what should they avoid? In terms of, so in terms of pitches regarding press releases, you know, or, or freelance pitches, all of that. I I mean, I probably receive, goodness, I, I don't even know if I can put a number on it, but my, I'd say my inbox gets about 150 to 200 emails a day. So that's kind of what I, I'm working through on a daily basis. Um, tips for 
getting my attention, I would say, one, make it very clear what the hook is. So, you know, have your most important information up top in your email. Um, and also try not to make it too complicated to get to what, what the, what the story is. Um, I think quite often, um, press releases and, and pitches can, you know, try and be very, um, elaborative with the language that they use and overcomplicate things. Whereas with the volume of releases that me and my team receive, we really just need to know what is the angle here? What's the key point that you want to make? Because that's what's going to grab my attention and make me pause and give it a proper read and give it the proper time. Um, so that's, that's one thing I would say. Um, I would also say, make sure that your story has a point of difference as well, particularly when it's, um, for, for freelancers who are pitching, I think it's, it's important to make sure it's something that not just anybody could cover. What is it that makes it unique to you? Um, that means that you're the only person who could write this story. Um, another thing that is often a reason for us not covering something is no images in the email. Always, always send images with your with your pictures with your press releases because that is the easiest way for us to you know if, if i if we're nearing deadline and i've got two press releases and i go i want to write this what i think is the stronger one but there's no image there i'm going to go for the second option because a deadline is a deadline and you've just got to meet it and then that that sadly means that your story has then missed out um or is going to be later getting out there um, so yeah, imagery is really, really important. And as you know, we, we call our podcast Hospitality Forward. So in your opinion, what organization or person is moving the hospitality industry forward? I really admire the work that Dino Moncrief is doing, um, the founder of Hatchabar in, in London. Um, I think he's doing some, some great stuff with, with, um, equal measures. And yeah, I think he's a great advocate for diversity and has just really given a brilliant platform, um, for the industry. Um, and another person who I think does not get enough credit actually for, for the work that she does is Christiana Sherry. So Christiana is a former editor of mine. Um, and I, I think she's really brilliant. Um, she is the most positive person I have ever met. Um, I don't know if you've both had a chance to meet her yet or, or, or know her. Um, so she's a, she's now a freelance journalist. Um, but I think she, she's just very authentic in wanting to raise awareness about, um, diversity and equality and really, you know, championing her peers in the industry. Um, so yeah, I think she's doing some really, really brilliant stuff with her own personal platform. So we know you cover so many spirits around the world, but if you had to choose one, what would you say is your favorite spirit? Who would you want to sip it with and why? My number one would probably be, I was toying between whiskey and tequila 
but I'm going to go whiskey. <laughs> um, I, I love whiskey. Um, and if I had to drink it with anybody, I would love to have a drink with. Um, so I was, I was able to interview this actress back in 2020, I think, 2020, 2021 over Zoom. Um, it was Aisha Tyler. Um, she's so cool and she was really lovely to chat to. She was releasing her own, uh, ready to drink cocktail brand, Courage and Stone. So I got to interview her about that and we chatted all things drinks. And I have also recently got very into the latest series of Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds Evolution. Um, my partner got me into it and I'm obsessed and she's in that. So I would love to have a drink with her and find out more about the, the series and pick up a, a conversation where we left off. <laughs> with the summer travel coming up, what destination is on your bucket list to visit? So um, this has been on my bucket list for so long and I'm so excited to finally be going. Um, I'm going to New York in June. So I don't know if you'll be around. Um, we are here. We're we in have, town. We have to meet you and show you around our town. We, we know a few good places. Yes, <laughs> I would love that. Um, so, yes, I'm going over for Bar Convent uh, Brooklyn um, in June. And, yeah, I've extended my trip to stay a few days to explore the city. But, I, yeah, I have never been to New York. I've actually never been to the U.S., so this is my first experience this will be my first experience of the States of New York. And I just can't, I just can't wait. So on, on the flip side, for folks who have never visited London before, what would you say are some of the hidden gems that only locals know about that you would recommend? Um, okay, a few of my favorite cocktail bars in the city. Um, I don't know if they're hidden gems, but they're definitely some of my favorites. Um, I'm a big fan of Trailer Happiness in West London. Such a good bar, brilliant cocktails. The team are amazing. Really good vibes. Highly recommend. Um, I love what the team are doing at Silverleaf, which isn't, you know, a secret, but I would highly recommend popping in there. It's, it's got a great reputation for a reason. Um, having only opened last year, I believe. Um, I really like the Duchess of Dalston. If you're heading east from the team behind Kalu Calais, um, I really like that as a venue. And then you can also pop a few doors down and go to Hatcher there. And actually, just to add to that, one of my favorite bars, which I always have a great time in, is Cahoots in in Soho. Um, it's kind of a 1920s themed speakeasy. Um, and they've got, they've like converted a disused old tube at the back of the bar into seating areas. And uh, the drinks are always fantastic. It's very kind of vintage vibes, but really fun. All right. Before we let you go, uh, when our listeners are ready to pitch you, what's the best way to reach out to you? So um, you can email me. Um, that's probably the best way to get hold of me. It's melita at thespiritsbusiness.com. 
Um, I'm also on social media. So my Twitter and Instagram handles are at Melita Kylie. But email is probably the best way to find me um, in terms of pictures. So yeah, I, I hope people will get in touch. We love to hear from, from new bars, from new brands. So please do, please do send all your news my way. Thank you so much. And you're, you're okay getting pictures via DM? Um, I don't mind people popping in and saying hello. Um, email is probably the way that you will get a quicker respond from me, um, to be honest. And what I'll also say is, I think particularly for, for brands or, or, or bar owners or people in the industry who don't, don't have a PR agency or a marketing team to, you know, put a fully prepared press release together. Sometimes just send an email to get in touch with, with me or my team because we can help you pull that story from you. You know, you, you might have the basis of an idea. Our skill set is to interview you, ask the questions, um, and find out the information that we need. So I'd say don't be scared to get in touch if you haven't got a fully formed press release pitch ready. Just put your idea out there and make the connection um, because we would love to hear from you. Now, that's why we are doing what we are doing, because we want to give our industry people who don't have a PR agency, we want to give them the confidence to get to know journalists like you and earn the confidence and pitch it away. So thank you so much for your time and sharing your thoughtful insights and tips. And we'll see you soon in New York City in June. Or in London. Yeah, <laughs> see you there. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Now that was a really spirited conversation. Now that you know what Melita is looking for, please feel free to reach out to her and introduce yourself. And don't forget to mention that you heard her on our Hospitality Forward podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and colleagues. Also, for all media guests to date, you can find their information and episodes on our agency's website, www.hanaleecommunications.com. See you next week. Until then, join us as we move hospitality forward together.